Hey, what's going on Anchor? So this week we got a taste of Crimson Days and I gotta say, right off the bat, I can easily tell you this was definitely a step in the right direction for Bungie, especially because in comparison to The Dawning, this felt a lot less transaction heavy, the gameplay felt a lot more satisfying, and so did the reward system too. The reward system I think was kind of the biggest takeaway from this in that they added new things that we hadn't really seen before, namely the knockout list, which prevents you from getting any duplicates until you've already gotten one of everything. And then they also added in the engrams from the event into your level up rewards as well. So you get a bright engram and a crimson engram whenever you level up. Just that alone made the entire experience much more rewarding and it made you feel like you had your time being respected a lot more. Now, in my opinion, it was even better that the gameplay, as far as Crimson Doubles was concerned, also was a bit of an improvement as well, in that you had, at times, much better movement speed, at times better reload speed, and you also, if you stayed next to your partner, you had a lot better ability recharge rates. And I feel like that was kind of a taste of what's to come in these future sandbox updates that we're going to be getting in the near future. And if I'm right and that is what we can expect, then I'm definitely excited to see the future of this game. Now that pretty much covers what happened this past week, but let's go ahead and talk about what's going to come next week that was discussed in this week's TWAB. So the first thing that they announced in the TWAB was of course the next faction rally which is going to actually happen this coming reset on Tuesday. Now you can expect to see some new guns in the loot pool that weren't prizes or previously in the loot pool before, and you're also going to see of course the previous month's prizes also being added into the loot pool for the engrams. Now the new guns we're going to be getting that weren't seen before are what looks to be a Tarantula Linear Fusion Rifle reskin for Dead Orbit, a Tone Patrol looking reskin for New Monarchy, and what looks like just a regular old Omelon hand cannon for future workholds. And the prize weapons for this time around are going to be a Hockey Pulse Rifle for New Monarchy, what looks to be a Lincoln Green kind of reskin for Dead Orbit's Pulse Rifle, and Future Workhold is going to have either a Nameless Midnight Archetype or a Does Not Compute Archetype Scout Rifle as their prize. Now the whole idea of prize weapons rolling over into the loot pool, in my opinion, I'm a little bit torn honestly because on the one hand I understand the reason why they do it. Because if you didn't have time to grind for your faction to win or if you grinded your ass off and the faction that you were grinding for still didn't win, you can still at least alleviate your frustrations a little bit by having the weapon next month. However, it sort of removes the urgency to go and grind for your faction to win at all. What you're seeing, and this is the reason why New Monarchy has won twice in a row, is whatever looks good right now from the engrams is going to be prioritized because that's going to be what's available from this month's prize weapons as well next month. So if you can get it next month, you're just going to wait until the next month to get those prize guns and then just make sure that you have everything else that you want in the interim. So for me, last month, I grinded for all of my ornaments for New Monarchy, which in my opinion, those ornaments looked the absolute best out of all of them. So of course, I'm going to be spending all my time looking for those ornaments. And of course, I also wanted to restock all of my old shaders for New Monarchy because they also, in my opinion, have the best looking shaders. That, to me, drove me to grind New Monarchy, when I actually wanted to grind for Dead Orbit. The reason why I don't grind for them pretty often, and the reason why I hardly ever even grind for Future War Cult, is because they don't have things that make me look cool. Sometimes they have good weapons, and so I'll grind for those. But anything else is just sort of like secondary, it's just kind of extra for me. 
when I grind Dead Orbit, I want to have like the Dire Promise. I want to have the Guiding Star. I want to have good guns that I know that they have, but they only have maybe a handful of them. So once you get them, you're pretty much done. So I feel like Bungie could have some kind of middle ground here into giving us something to shoot for for the prizes, but that also won't lock out the guns because I understand not locking that out either. So what I would propose is that they keep the guns the way that they are, right? Where you get the gun as a prize potentially about a month before it comes out in the loot pool for the engrams. But if you win it as a prize, then I think it should get a special ornament that can only drop when it drops as a prize weapon. So maybe make it like super cool looking if you get it as a prize weapon from the month before it actually came out. And then afterwards when you get it from the loot pool, it just looks normal. I feel like that would be a great kind of in-between way to compensate for that. Now that might not be very practical and I would understand that, but it's just an idea that I kind of had off the top of my mind. But one last point before we move on to the other stuff is that along with this factuality, you're going to also be able to farm Lost Sectors again, at least somewhat effectively. Now they removed the glitch where you can go to the Winding Cove, beat that one Lost Sector, and then just go take that chest over and over and over again by running back and forth that little hallway behind the chest. Instead, what they had originally done was have a 10 minute timer that was later reduced to five minutes that essentially locks you out of any Lost Sector chests until that timer runs out. What they've done now is they've lowered it back down to you have to kill the boss again to get the chest. So you can still go ahead and get those Lost Sectors farmed a little bit faster. Not quite as fast as when you were glitching it, but you can still go back and just re-instance into that same place and then just go kill the boss again. Now that could take you not very much time if it's like Trossland, or it could take you a lot of time if it's like one of these more advanced or one of these bigger lost sectors with a lot of space to cover. So we'll be testing out on my stream on reset day which methods are most effective, which lost sectors were going to work, and also more importantly if they're actually going to be a better method than to go for something else like public events or strikes or the nightfall or what have you. So if you want to see that, if you want to see it live and know exactly what works and what doesn't, then hop on over to the Geronimo Games YouTube channel to go and watch that live. They also mentioned that the Exotic Pass is going to be coming pretty soon, and they kind of gave us an example to let us know what kinds of changes are going to be taking place in these updates. What they're essentially going to be doing is taking the exotics that hardly ever see the light of day because they're not very useful or they're just not very good in the Crucible, they're going to go back and retune them to make them useful. Now, they didn't tell us a lot of exact specifics as to what they're going to be doing to each gun, except for the Graviton Lance. The Graviton Lance is going to be getting some pretty special treatment here, because they're going to make it pretty good, at least from what it sounds like on the outside here. What they're going to do is, they're going to take it from a 3-shot burst, with the maximum damage being at the very end of the burst, to a 2-shot burst, with the maximum damage now being on the second round. So right there you're already dealing with less recoil because you're not stacking three bullets of recoil on top of each other. Furthermore, they're gonna also be increasing stability and aim assist, making this pretty much a laser, at least from what it sounds like. So unless those buffs are gonna be just absolutely minimal, then it should be pretty good in the Crucible. So I'm pretty excited to try that out whenever that update actually goes live. But I would say make sure you have one of those on hand or at least in your inventory or in your collections. Now the last part of the TWA basically just goes into how the Burnout, the new map that came with the Crimson Days, is going to become part of the normal rotation of Crucible maps after the event is over. So that's pretty much the entire TWAB. If you guys found this to be useful, hit that favorite button if you're on Anchor, or if you're on iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast.